0: All right, welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, I am a hormone health coach, I'm a fertility awareness educator, and I'm also a Pilates instructor. And over the past couple years, I have combined my interests and my passions into the Spring to Life method, which is a lifestyle method, a lifestyle approach for women in order for them to have balanced hormones and live cyclically um, and really embrace that side of their femininity rather than working against it because uh, that leads to us feeling burned out, that leads to us feeling unfulfilled, at odds with our bodies, suffering from symptoms. And that is where my passion for this work really came from. In my mid-20s, I was sick of dealing with a laundry list of quote unquote, normal symptoms and realized that a lot of it was stemming from the hormonal IUD that I had had for several years. Um, so I began to address my health uh, at a holistic level and saw so much change and all of these things that I had been thinking of as normal, like migraines and fatigue and brain fog and mood swings and uh difficulty digesting certain foods, uh, food sensitivities, hormonal acne, um, all of these things that i had been told were normal were really just common. That's not a healthy way to live. That's not a vibrant way to live. So I really dove all in and began to uncover just the wonders of the female body that we we're not taught. Um, from a young age, but it can be so helpful in unlocking this magical blueprint within that is really the key to you living your fullest, most vibrant life in alignment with your body and feeling awesome. So let's get into it. This is going to be a pretty short uh, little episode today. I want to talk about the difference between seasonal eating and cycle syncing your food. Um, These are both things that I have Uh, experimented with and played with in my journey to holistic hormone health and in my journey to kind of repairing my relationship with food, because that's also something that was intertwined within all of my symptoms. And When I first started cycle syncing, when I first learned what that was, I thought, wow, this is so awesome. This is so cool. I can really tune into each phase of my cycle. And there are different foods that relate to the different cycles because we think of each phase of our cycle as a season. So first phase of your menstrual cycle is your menstrual phase. That is inner winter. Then you move into your follicular phase. We relate that to springtime. And we've got our ovulatory phase. Uh, summer. And then our luteal phase is autumn. So we've got these kind of rotations that our body is going through as it passes through the menstrual cycle. And energetically, you do feel that kind of low to building energy to peaking energy to then declining energy. So it's, uh, it makes sense that we can relate it to the seasons. Now, the issue that I found with this is Now, the average women's cycle is about 28 days, give or take, it could be a little longer, it could be a little bit less. But within that, you're not going to have equal parts, Like you're not going to have one week menstrual phase, one week follicular phase, one week ovulatory phase, one week luteal phase. That's just not really how it works. Uh, Typically, the menstrual and the ovulatory phase will be shortest, or maybe you'll have a shorter follicular phase. But that luteal phase is typically going to be around two weeks, somewhere between nine and 12 days. Um, So that's the longest one. So when we're talking about food, when you're relating this to how you eat, if you want to eat for a different season with each phase, it's not even like you have One week where you're eating winter foods, one week where you're eating spring foods, one week where you're eating summer foods, one week where you're eating fall, autumn foods. That's just not how it works. That's not how your body moves through the cycle. So, if you're someone that enjoys going grocery shopping every single day, or you go to just the store just to get food for that day's meal, then that could work for you because you can, in real time, be evaluating where you're at in your cycle and then deciding what types of foods to buy. If you're somebody that likes to plan ahead and maybe meal prep a little bit, and you start Sunday and you're in your menstrual phase, you're on your period, um, but you've already been on it for three days, that doesn't mean that you're going to uh, still be on your period for another week, right? I mean, depending on your cycle, hopefully that's not the case for you. Um, But it just doesn't work out where you're going to be equally dividing the time. So for me personally, when I really started to dive into cycle syncing, I had all these different resources. I had these books. I had these websites that I was referencing and all these different people's um, advice of things that you could eat during each phase it became really overwhelming for me to figure out like, okay, I need to buy these ingredients and have this. And then you have things that you don't get to use and they go bad. And it's, you need all these complicated ingredients for this recipe um, and different things for this recipe. That's for your luteal phase. It just felt very overwhelming to me. And I just felt like I couldn't keep up with it. It was really discouraging because I wanted to honor my cycle. I wanted to honor my body but I was really struggling with this idea of cycle syncing my food, um, from week to week. And so to give you some examples, like winter foods, think about what's in season in wintertime. It's not a really great growing season. You get like root vegetables, um, maybe some leafy greens. You're eating a lot heartier foods, um, maybe things that have been canned or frozen or pre-prepared, um, And then as you move into spring, a lot more things come into season, you start to have more like sprouts and budding vegetables and um, a little bit more variety in the fruits that are available to you. Um, And then summertime, you kind of think of like tropical fruits and things like that. And then autumn, we start to move into more of those um, root vegetables, pumpkins, squash, things like that. Uh, so that's just with the produce and some of the resources that I was referencing, um, also we're talking about which grains were best for each part of your cycle and which proteins were best for each part of your cycle. And some people said being vegan was better. Um, and then they couldn't find a lot of, uh, information on cycle syncing food with, um, animal proteins in it. So it just, it felt really complicated. And then to think about buying, All of these different kinds of produce um, day-to-day, week-to-week was also like, number one, overwhelming. Number two, time-consuming. Number three, not very cost-effective. It's expensive to buy um, a pineapple or mangoes in the dead of winter where I live here in Northwest Montana. Um, It's maybe a little bit harder to find a pumpkin in March or April than it is to find one in uh, you know, October, November. So I just started to think, like, why this feels so difficult? This feels so complicated. Why? Why does it have to be like this? Um, and I started to think more about the idea of the seasons. You know, I'm existing right now in the season of autumn. So what is available to me now? pumpkins, squash, root vegetables like potatoes and beets and parsnips, um, things like that. Lots of dark leafy greens. Apples are in season. Pears are coming into season. Citrus is really great, Um, but I'm not seeing a ton of mango and papaya and fresh strawberries and cherries at my grocery store right now. So for me to be in my ovulatory phase and insist on eating strawberries that's just not realistic unless I want' to have frozen strawberries, which is also totally fine. Um, but I wanted to just have a way of eating that made sense. So I kind of let go of cycle sinking food for a while. Um, it was kind of always in the back of my head, but that wasn't my main priority. And I started looking more into macronutrients because it became very apparent as I was healing my hormones that, prioritizing protein, which is not something I'd ever really done in my relationship with food and eating at all in of all time in my history. Um, I had always been, you know, I loved carbs, I loved fruits and vegetables. And I also went through a phase when I was really dealing with um, some health issues where it felt difficult to digest animal proteins. And I thought, this is not something that I should be eating so I just was never protein dominant in my diet but the more educated I became on hormone health and just overall nutrient needs in our body it became very clear that prioritizing protein was the way to go and the more protein I consumed throughout the day the better I felt the less sugar cravings that I had the more balanced my meals were the more sustained my energy was so I realized that we really just need to stick to the basics. We need to make sure we're getting enough protein every day that we are balancing our plate with, um, carbohydrates and healthy fats and that we're staying hydrated. All of these things are so much more important than varying your food, uh, seasonally throughout an individual cycle. So With that in mind, I have really leaned into the idea of eating for the season that I'm in, which now that I think about it is just such the obvious idea. It's natural. It's ancestral. If you think back 50, 100 years, our ancestors were really only eating what is in season. And if they had something out of season, it was because they canned it or they prepared it in such a way that they would have access to it during the colder months of the year. So. You know, we used to live a lot closer to the land. And while I'm by no means a farmer, I have really started to lean into this idea. So there are ways that you can vary your macronutrients throughout your cycle. And I think that is a much more important focus in order to really maintain energy and stable blood sugar and make sure you're fueling your hormones appropriately throughout the cycle. So in the first half of your cycle in the follicular phase, which is that the menstrual and the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase actually so about the first two weeks of your cycle, you are more insulin sensitive. So what this means is that your body is going to respond to and process carbohydrates more effectively. So you can actually eat more carbohydrates at this time and your body is going to process them in a much more effective way. So when I say eat more carbohydrates, I don't necessarily mean like carbo load, but when we talk about percentages, maybe you're eating like 5% more carbohydrates during your follicular phase than you do in the second half of your cycle during your luteal phase. What stays consistent is that you're always getting a ton of protein. You should be going at least a half a gram to a gram per pound of body weight uh, per day. So I honestly, I'm not exactly sure how much I weigh, but I try to aim for about 30 grams of protein per meal. If I'm having a snack, hopefully there's like 10 to 15 grams of protein in that snack. So this really changed the way I think about food and the way I think about eating, because instead of being like, oh, I'm hungry. I really want to have like a bowl of cereal or I'm hungry and I really want to have, um, You know, something sweet as a snack. Now I think to myself, well, does this thing have protein in it? Does this snack have protein in it? And, you know, every once in a while, if I'm out and about and I'm grabbing a tea or a coffee and I want to have a pastry, I will do that. But for the most part, what I'm trying to do is make sure I'm fueling my body with protein because what happens when you just have the pastry or you just have something that's kind of like empty calories is you're hungry right away. It's not satiating you and it's not helping to sustain your energy. It's giving you this blood sugar spike, and then it drops off and you get hungry or maybe get tired, maybe get hangry. (laughs) That's something that I really used to deal with a lot, um, of just getting into a really bad mood because for lack of eating or not eating properly balanced meals. So that is where we can bury things. Uh, First half of the cycle. I feel like I just went on a whole tangent there. First half of the cycle follicular phase, you are more insulin sensitive. So maybe raising your carbohydrates just a little bit. Um, and then keeping that protein, uh, about at least for women, you know, if you want just a number, a hundred grams of protein per day, 90 to a hundred grams of protein per day. Once you get into your luteal phase post ovulation, this is when you become more insulin resistant. So you're going to Maybe drop off on those carbohydrates, but maybe increase protein and healthy fat intake because your body's really going to use that. And the thing is, during your luteal phase, your core body temperature, your basal body temperature actually elevates slightly and our metabolism speeds up and our hunger also increases. So denying yourself food during that time of your cycle is never going to be, uh, constructive you need to be fueling your body in order to feel your best because this especially so when you're approaching your next period this is when those PMS symptoms come up so we really want to stabilize the blood sugar we really want to make sure we're meeting our body's macro and micronutrient needs so that we can hopefully reduce or eliminate any PMS symptoms that you may typically experience and what i see with a lot, a lot of women that i work with once they start implementing these practices They're surprised when their period comes because they usually are dealing with really bad cramps, or they get a headache, or they have body aches, or whatever, you know, insert your PMS symptom here, they don't experience that anymore. And then their period takes them by surprise, which is really the way that it is supposed to be. Um, So all of that to say... You can vary your macronutrients during your cycle. That is the best way to cycle sync your foods is to vary your macronutrients and eat the produce that's in season. That's usually going to be the stuff that's on sale at the grocery store. It's going to be the stuff that says this was grown locally at the grocery store. Um, It's going to be what you can find at the farmer's market. Um, Eating as locally as possible is also going to be really healthy for you and for the environment. So Now we're in autumn. You want to think about, okay, what do I have available to me? Sweet potatoes, potatoes, butternut squash, pumpkin, apples. Uh, This is where onions, garlic. This is where you start to get more into like roasted vegetables and soups and stews. Um, Last week I did uh, my chicken week is what I call it. So uh, at the beginning of the week, I'll roast two or three chickens, depending on how big they are. We'll have a regular like roast chicken dinner with like some rice or mashed potatoes and vegetables on the side. And then I shred up all of that chicken meat, put it to the side. I keep the carcasses for making bone broth. And then I have planned out through the week how I'm going to use all of that chicken in order to make our dinners, which then usually become leftovers for lunch the next day. Last week, we did a lot of soup because... I was testing some new recipes and I was really excited to embrace the crisp weather that we've been having here in Montana. And it was really delicious. It always works out where we have just enough chicken to get through the week. And then I'm able to make myself a delicious batch of bone broth on the weekend. And I use some in season fruits and vegetables for my bone broth as well. I used an orange, ginger, turmeric root, cinnamon sticks and that is honestly my favorite recipe for bone broth it turns out so delicious um and then this week I've been playing with some other new recipes I did um roasted root vegetables beets parsnips sweet potatoes that was super delicious uh we're going to have a um turkey Thanksgiving-esque turkey dinner tonight um and I'm just incorporating all of these seasonal vegetables the things that are um local to us here. I've been doing mashed potatoes with cauliflower or parsnips just to add a little variety um, and add some more micronutrient variety into our meals. And I think this is a way to get really creative in the kitchen as well. Maybe experience some flavors that you're not used to, if you kind of get into a habit with the way that you eat. Um, And like I said, you can vary macronutrients. So last week when I did the chicken week, I was in my follicular phase. So Um, there was maybe a little bit more carbs in the meals. We did a lot of, um, there was a rice casserole and a soup with some rice. Uh, this week we've been eating more red meat and we're going to have some turkey, like I said, um, and really amping up the vegetables, um, rather than having like a traditional carb, like a rice or a pasta. So I'm sharing all of this with you because these meal plans that I'm working on are something that I'm going to share with you. I think it's nice to have something to inspire you in the kitchen, or maybe if you are just like, I need to be told what to do. I don't want to have to think about it. Then this is something that you can just follow by the book. Um, And I will be releasing it very soon. Um, Still working on some details. I want to test a few more recipes. Recipes. Not only is it going to be dinners that serve as leftover lunches, uh, I also include recipes for breakfast. I've been doing some baking, so some healthier muffins to have alongside your protein-rich breakfast and a few extra lunch recipes as well in case you want a meal prep. Um, And just for reference, I cook for a family of two, me and my boyfriend, and we we both eat a, a decent amount, but we usually have leftovers. So that is who this like meal plan is built for, but you can always increase the yield or plan to make something extra for lunch if you have a larger family and that, you know, one dish is going to just be that one meal. Uh, but I'm really excited to be releasing this. This is actually something that I get asked about a lot about cycle sinking food and when you should be eating this type of food or that type of food. And I think that this is going to really help to guide you if this is something that you want to start implementing and honoring your body. And what you'll find is that it's really basic. It's really just about what I was talking about, about balancing your blood sugar, because the more satiated we feel with protein and then balanced with carbohydrates and fat that we feel, the more that's just how we're going to want to eat all of the time. And it also, like I said, helps to reduce those sugar cravings. That's something that I also really battled with. Um, A few years ago of just having this horrible sweet tooth and I still love something sweet. I love to have some dark chocolate after dinner, but I'm not dying to have the sugar anymore because it's not as as much of a drug as it used to be. So I'm really excited to be releasing this and I really love spending time in the kitchen and this has really inspired me to do this seasonally. So I'm releasing an autumn meal plan soon. I will do another one for winter. And then as we move into spring, if you are interested in getting access to this meal plan, I will be sharing the link. I'm going to make it, um, I haven't decided on a price yet, but it'll be a very affordable, very low ticket item for you. So if you're interested in accessing this autumn meal plan um, in the next week or two, just click the link in the show notes. I'm gonna put my mailing list. So I'm just gonna be sending it out to my email list get on there. Um I promise I don't email very often, so you won't get spammed, that's for sure. Um and yeah, thanks for listening today and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week for the Spring to Life podcast. I hope you learned something about cycle syncing and seasonal eating and maybe what that means for you, how you can apply it to your life. If it brought up any questions for you, please feel free To send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment. I would love to answer them. If you found this episode helpful, I would love for you to like and subscribe, Uh, leave a rating and review. I love to hear from you. If there's something else you want to hear me talk about on the podcast, please let me know and uh, we'll see you next time.